we kick off today, I just want to let you know that we have an exclusive newsletter that shares lots of information, tips and tricks about building your ideal business. If you want to find out more and jump on and subscribe to this, check out the show notes below and subscribe to our newsletter. Hi, it's Paul Antonelli here. Welcome to uh, another episode of the uh, Ideal Business Podcast. I'm moving around at the moment. Uh, at the moment, I'm in uh, Ho Chi Minh. I love chaos. I love the unknown. I love lots of things going all over the place. You know, there's, uh, there's a major road down there with motorbikes going everywhere. I just love it. And uh, one of the things, it's just something I do. I'm, I just met someone on the plane when I flew over last night. And uh, we were in a bit of a conversation, you know, she was very, very chatty, very friendly, sat next to me on the plane. And it was a bit, it was late, it was uh, midnight, you know, and uh, we chatted for a couple of hours. Um, and one of the things in the conversation was that you always talk about, oh, where are you going and how long you're going for and, you know, how, do you, how are you able to do that? And I, we started talking, I talk about the fact that I do travel a lot, move around and, oh, you're retired? And I go, no, no, I'm not retired. Um, you know, it's just the way I choose to live and how I operate and, uh, and it's sort of my ideal scene. It's what I love to do. She was talking about her own career. She's been in a particular career for over 10 years. You know, the career she's in is real estate. She's a real estate agent. And uh, I know, obviously, from my property inspection business, I've got a few insights into uh, the real estate industry. It's a tough gig, but you can do really, really well. And she clearly is doing very well. She's very personable. You know, one of the things that she talked about was working, you know, working so many hours and there's a lot of hours involved in it, working weekends, working nights. And how does she change that? How do you get out of that? And we talked about it and and had some sort of bounce things around. And I talked about some of the concepts of really starting at your own point instead of thinking about how you change your business and how you work, think about what it is that you want to achieve or change in your personal life, yeah? And, uh, and start from that point, you know. Uh, and what had happened was, I guess, I sort of I had a bit of an insight that was really interesting in that conversation. And uh, what happens is when there's two things that sort of affect our thinking and our ability to change. Actually, there's lots of things, but there's two sort of aspects. Things that go really well for us, we go, well, don't stop. I won't stop doing that because if I stop doing that, they may not keep going well for me, if that makes sense. And things that don't go well or experiences that we've had that uh, have sort of thrown us around a little bit, they can also prevent us from doing things, if that makes sense. And it's a little bit, both of those things uh, are probably quite irrational, you know, and I, you know, in the sense that, that it's a motive, that's, that's how we feel about it. But is there any data that, you know, we experience or we see that supports that? So a really good example when I was talking to this lady on the plane was uh, when she started her career, you know, you just work, you work hard, you're in the career, you're a newbie, uh, you've got to be out there talking to people all the time and didn't make any money in the first year. You're just out there knocking on doors and working out how it works and getting listings and all that sort of stuff. And then a decade later, still working, you know, just as hard, which is really interesting. Uh, And I said, well, how come you work just as hard now as you were when you started? And when we talked about it further, it's sort of like, well, that's what's gotten me here. I don't don't really want to change that because I'm, I'm really concerned that it, you know, that's what you need to do. I think I'd really challenge that idea and as business owners we can really easily fall into that same trap and what it is like when we start I remember starting ResiCert and so many of the businesses you're just in there all the time you're working 50 60 70 hours a week you're just doing whatever has to be done to grow and maintain and push the business and deal with the fires and all that sort of stuff but then what happens is 
Um, if you're building the business and you're putting things in place, you're getting systems in place, you're getting people in place, all that sort of stuff, it changes. The landscape changes. And we may be a little bit slow ourselves to, to recognise that that's a, that's a good thing and we don't necessarily have to behave in the same way. So what I mean by that is that you would expect, actually, if you think about it, you would expect that it is going to be the hardest and you have to put the most amount of time in at the beginning because you're starting with a clean slate. You're really non-existent in your business. You've just got to do what it takes. But then as you build and you put the infrastructure in place and the team in place and you start building up experience, you don't need to and you shouldn't have to put in the same amount of time and the business shouldn't be dependent on you. And in reality, in so many businesses, as business owners, particularly businesses that I work with and when I go and chat with other business owners and colleagues, um, that's actually what their businesses are like. But there's a there's a, an emotive driver, which is like, well, look, hang on, I've this is what's gotten me here, and I'm not going to stop doing that because if I stop doing that, how am I going to continue to be successful or continue to grow and expand my business? It's really a, uh, yeah, I'd really call it irrational. It's not really, it's a, it's a bit of a false logic. So you've sort of, I'd really challenge you as a business owner to, if you're doing that sort of stuff, are you doing that sort of stuff? Are you working the same amount of hours and long days and putting in the same amount of effort that you did when you started your business, even though your business is a completely different beast today? If that's the case, I'd love, I'd love for you to think about why is that? Is it because the business needs it or is it because you feel you have to do that? And I think it's probably you find the latter on that. It's probably because changing that, being concerned about what might, that might do, might write the apple cart, might there be some issues or you know, things that flow out of that. And that was an insight that came away from the conversation, not just in business, but if you're in a career or you're you know, improving your scene or whatever that might look like. You know, we often, you know, whatever works, we just keep doing and keep pushing because that's worked. And look, I, I'm not a, you probably worked out, I'm not really a, an advocate of the hustle culture, get out there and hustle, hustle, hustle and got to work really long days and put in the effort. And, and when I say that, I, I know and I acknowledge that when you start, particularly when you start a business, it's you, you just got to do that. You got to do whatever it takes. You're the person, you're spread everywhere. You're doing all the activity, all that sort of stuff, but you shouldn't have to keep doing that if you Continually, if you're still doing that five years, six years, seven years, eight years, 10 years down the track, I would really suggest you have a bit of a look at it. Because part of the process, you know, if you want to really build the ideal business, which, as you know, supports your ideal life, things need to change and evolve. And often, as business owners, we miss those cues. We don't recognize that there's a bit of an evolutionary path and there's stages of growing and expanding a business. There's just different stages, different times to do things. And and I, I've got to admit, in businesses that I've started, I've done the same thing. Having been bankrupt before, um, you know, you, you just have to go really hard. And then, you know, I, I, I really recognize myself that when I had a business and it was growing, it was successful. I've just got to keep doing that, keep plugging away. Keep... But then I sort of realized it didn't make a lot of sense, you know, of building the team out, business is expanding without my input as much as it needed to be. So why am I still so involved? And then as I started stepping back and stepping back, then I realized it didn't make any change. Actually, the business ran better as I stepped back. 
And there was a reason for that, and I've talked about that, where we can become the bottleneck in our business. We're, we're actually the reason the business is stuck. It's hit the ceiling. It's not moving forward. So I think when we look at our own journey, our own path, why are we in business, what motivates us, you know, when you're in business, it's tough. It's a tough gig. You know, it takes a lot to get it off the ground. It takes a lot to get it moving. It takes a lot to sustain it and to expand it and to grow it. There's a lot of risks and there's a lot of challenges. So you need to be personally getting fed from it. And when I say fed from it, it needs to be supporting what you want to be achieving in your own life, the things that you love to do, you know, hanging out with family, hobbies that you've got, traveling, whatever that is. If it's not doing that, then you just get worn out. And you sort of, that's often where you can fall fall out of love with your business. It's an important thing to keep, keep an eye on and, you know, recognize in your own business, where am I at, you know? Are you working the same amount of hours when you started the business? Are you working more hours than when you started the business or are you working less, you know? And if you want to create a business particularly independent from you and a business that just evolves and grows without your input, then it starts with a bit of an awareness as to the behavior that's going on in our, you know, how we're behaving and how we're emotionally thinking about our role in the business. Is it changing? Is that way that we see ourselves in the business and our role in the business changing? Do we see ourselves, and and think about this as a bit of an image, do you see yourself as the center of the business and everything is around you? So, you know, you've got your team around you, but, you know, you're almost the center point, the hub of the business. That's definitely the case when you start. You're sort of in the middle and there's there's things around you that you're involved in. You've got your hands on all these different things. But as the business grows, you sort of don't become the center. You become a part of it and you just move up out of it. That's how it should actually evolve. And then you sort of love it because what you're doing is you you move away from doing all these things that you don't necessarily love to what you love and what really fills you up and you bring in people who have a passion and greater expertise and just love doing all those things that you might not love doing. Bookkeeping, finance, sales, whatever it might be. I just hate, I hate that stuff. Have you ever wanted to find out how ideal your business is? We put together a really cool tool that'll enable you to get your ideal business score. It's a fantastic tool. Check it out in the show notes and uh, find out how ideal your business is. Back to the show. You know, I love sort of insights that you get in conversations when you just meet random people. And I, and I thought it sort of challenges my thinking and I realised that it is how most of us think. And particularly as business owners, we sort of, a, I guess you call them triggers or there's, you know, do we, do we make rational decisions? You know, do we make rational database decisions? Or is there a lot of emotion charged into the way that we think about our role and what we need to do and what would happen? And because we're, we are emotive, there's no question about it, we're not, we're not rational beings, we are emotive. All the things that have happened in the past, things that you know, we think might happen, I think we're one of the only species that can forward look and look at things that might happen. And I don't know if you've noticed this. You know, when you talk to someone and they, they think about starting a business, they say, oh, I think about starting business and you haven't, you know, it hasn't happened yet. They go, no, no, I've sort of been thinking about it, but if I start the business and I invest money and it doesn't go too well, it's going to put stress on us and my relationship might have a problem and then I can't do this for the kids. It's this sequence of events that 
may, but highly unlikely they'll take place. And so the way our brains are wired is that we can sort of foresee these things not going well. And then that, then you bring it back to present day and go, well, I'm not doing that. I mean, look at how that could end up. And a lot of that is about rewiring that thinking and sort of thinking about how it could go well and what it would look like and trying to suppress and not look at it from a negative perspective, but more of a positive perspective. Because when you do look at things that can go wrong, it actually blocks movement. It's like a barrier to going forward because you go, well, why would I do that? You know, you've sort of processed, oh, that could happen and this could happen. And if I do that and this and this and this, and then, you know, you know, it'll, uh, you know, and that could really be a bit of a blocker. And, what I would always suggest is when you're doing that, when you're looking at making a decision or making a change or expanding your business, doing anything, look for the data. Is it rational? Is it something that happens often? You know, is there anything around you that says that that's likely to happen? Uh, a really good example of this is when you're a director of a company, you know, one of the, the biggest obligations that you have is uh, to make sure it's not trading insolvent. You know, it's a big thing, you know, insolvent trading and, you know, it's a big responsibility. You can personally get charged for that and be held accountable. And there's all this, you know, lawyers and your account will tell you that all the time. And there's all these things you have to do to make sure you're not trading insolvent. And I remember there was so much around that. And I know a lot of businesses trade insolvent, you know, and basically the definition is you can't pay your bills when they're due. Uh, like you can't pay your bills when they're due. That's technically the definition of being insolvent, which means you have a bill that's payable and due and you can't pay it. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of businesses in that situation. But then when you look at, you know, ASIC and how many people they've actually prosecuted for insolvent trading, have a look. You know, I asked, asked the question. They said, oh, it happens all the time. I said, does it? And what I was, I was really surprised at the result. It really happens. You know, so there's all these things that we can think are going to happen because there's literature around us and you get warned out by professionals. But does it actually happen? So one is a risk that's technically a risk and can happen. The other one is actually the data shows that it's the probability of that risk eventuating is really, really low. There's a real distinction between that. And if you get advice, obviously, from lawyers and accountants, their job is to de-risk. But you always want to challenge that. So we've got, that's, that's just what I wanted to talk about today. Part of it is changing our thinking. I sort of speared off down this other path in relation to the way that we think and the irrational view of it. But one of the biggest challenges for us as business owners is to evolve personally and the way we engage with our business and our role as the business evolves and changes. So we don't become the hub. So think about it instead of being the hub, we're part of the system and our role is very, very different. And that's really liberating and you sort of get out of the way of the business and you just let the business do what it needs to do. It's very, very cool. You know, so being able to do things like this, you know, I mean, Ho Chi Minh, I'm going to head out today and uh, explore, get on a motorbike and find out what's going on. Um, you can do that sort of stuff because the business isn't dependent on you. So hopefully you found that interesting. Uh, I love insights that come. I love meeting people, hearing their stories, and then uh, how does that how does that affect my thinking and challenge my views on stuff? It's a really good way to sort of explore what's around you. Thanks for joining me on this uh, on this podcast. I'll catch up with you in the next podcast. Ciao for now. 
Thanks for listening. As you know, we grow organically. Uh, it's really people like yourself that enable us to get the word out. If you like what you hear, please uh, give us a rating, leave a good comment and share this with your friends. Thank you. Thank you.